Exit your nine to five. Yeah. Exit your nine to five. Yeah. Exit your nine to five. Get gone, get going, got goals, got save. Bye bye. Bye bye. Exit your nine to five. Exit your nine to five. Exit your nine to five. Get gone, get going, got goals, got save. Bye bye. Hey, hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Exit Your 9 to 5. I'm your host, T.G. McGregor. And I'm John Bailey. How are you doing? We're doing great, John Bailey. You want to know why, JB? Hmm, tell me why. Because today we're going to talk about how we are going to start that dream business. We've explored soul searching, and I think everyone is pretty much ready to dive in to the nitty gritty, wouldn't you say? Oh, I'd say so. We did a a lot of soul searching and vision work. And uh, I think you get to this point and you go, okay, now where are we going to get started? Exactly. But before we get started, guys, we want you to do us a favor. Go ahead and subscribe. Click that notification bell. That way you never miss an episode. And you can also join us at ExitYour9to5.com and go ahead and get started with that Exit Toolkit. We have a perfect exit strategy toolkit that is designed to kind of help you get started on a lot of the things that we talk about in the podcast. And we have an awesome eagle eye exercise that is pretty much getting into that zone, speeding through things, and getting you on an expedited path to your dreams. Would you say that, JB? It's an in-depth tool. It's designed to really give you... Uh, a huge introspection of what you're, I mean, to accomplish overall, you know, the business is going to be a part of it, of course. However, if you've been listening to us this whole time, you know that we're not just talking about the business part. That is obviously the the point. However, to get there, you still have to have this big vision of what you see for yourself. And that's going to, that's going to help out a lot with that. Exactly. And so today's episode is really going to help you to kind of take that big vision, like JB just said, and minimalize it because you might have this great idea, right? But you don't know what category it falls in. And when people can't identify something and categorize it, they sometimes feel stagnant. Would you agree about that, JB? Oh yeah. They get stuck. They get paralyzed. They overanalyze it, question themselves. And you know what? You'll wake up and it's six months later and you haven't even put things on paper. So yeah. Exactly. And so the whole point is to just, you know, stay encouraged throughout this whole process. So today we want to propel you to start to determine the difference of what kind of business you want to start. Like you have this great idea, but you don't know if it falls into one of the two categories. And those two categories are a product and or a service. And a lot of the time you can, you know, combine the both, but usually independent entrepreneurs, they start with a product and or a service. And so if you know that you have an idea and this idea has been meditated, well thought out, one of the first questions you should be able to answer for yourself is, oh, my business is a blah, blah, blah. So for instance, in our consultant firm here, Exit Your 9 to 5, our business is a service-based business. Why? Because it provides systems and services to support an entrepreneur. It's not necessarily a product, although we will be putting out some digital courses in the near future. What we do is more service-based. And collectively, you're looking at about 30 experience within the marketing and 20 experience within the digital marketing world. So when you think about your business, you want to identify 
what you're bringing and how you can start to quantify that. What do you think about that, JB? Absolutely. I think you take a look at your resume. You take a look at your, you know, what your passions are. You take a look at the things that you know you have a command of some kind of knowledge or uh, or very passionate about. And, and then so it's always going to lead you to that next level, whether it be service or product, you, you're, you're hopefully right. solving a problem, right? Like uh, we're going to solve right. the problem of businesses or people that are struggling to either get their business off the ground or are already in the business and they need a little bit extra guidance or they're further down the line and they're struggling and they need a new pivot, a new direction, a new fresh pair of eyes and ears around it to give them guidance. And that's what we offer as a service, right? But, you know, for yours, be a product or service, you're going to have solved problems for people. Exactly. And sometimes people create products, you know, that are technological and or physical products that help. For instance, something as simple as I want to put a picture on my wall. What do you need? A hammer and a nail. Someone, you know, tried to put something on their wall or they tried to build a house or they tried to do something where they needed, you know, an angular, you know, (laughs) singular focus or force. And they, they figured that a hammer made out of iron would help and it would be durable. Like we really have to look at all of the things in the world and appreciate the artisans, Mm, right? Like people have solved the problems for us already, right? Exactly. And so like when you think about starting your business, like you said, JB, I think that's so awesome. Think about how your business is going to solve a problem, right? Um, Another aspect people should consider when deciding what kind of business you're starting is you need to consider the industry that you'd like to enter Mm -hmm. in and begin to study that, right? Because each industry has its own rules. There are nomenclatures. There is a way of life, so to speak. There's a culture already there. Um, Have you experienced that, JB? Because I know you've worked in multiple industries. And so when you transitioned and consulted in different industries, have you noticed those like those little differences and how important is it to know the industry you know oh, it's it's so important the nuances between one to the other are not as easily uh, communicated or or transmissible like if, if you like or transferable so if you speak it like i've managed restaurants however to mm-hmm. you know in my younger years that's that's what i did and then so i walked around saying i'm a manager I'm a manager, even though I manage restaurants, I'm a manager, but you know, the reality is, and then I walk into another industry, let's say, um, I think my first big jump out of restaurants was I went to banking. I I worked for Citibank and still looking for that manager Mm -hmm. position, realizing I'm not managing a a bunch of people that are now, you know, creating food and, and that service for people that way. Now I got to go and step completely out and learn something new. So, you know, Mm -hmm. as you talk about it, I think it's also... You've said this actually in the past, which is consider your ideal lifestyle that you want to put around it because you don't want to jump into an industry and then realize that you don't even, you know, you don't even embody what that lifestyle of that industry is, right? So if I get into banking, like I probably should be at least somewhat curious about the financial industry and, (laughs) you know, because otherwise I'm going to walk in there and go, yeah, I can do this. And then six months later, I'm going to be right back at square Mm -hmm. one realizing that I knew nothing about that industry. It does not resonate with my passions mm-hmm. or what I want to do for life. I don't even want to be in an office for nine to five and 
And that's not that's where I real. want to be. So, you know, yes, lifestyle. Yes. Look at the industry and really say, does that, does that work with my life? What I want to do every day, you know, and, and do I know enough about that? Cause if you don't, that's, that's starting over, over, over. <laughs> it's like from zero, zero. <laughs> that's point. No, exactly. That's poignant because if you don't count the cost, mm. right. And counting the cost, it, supersedes just financial costs. Counting the cost may be like we talked about your peace, your lifestyle, you know, money that you're used to making, you know, that affords you a, a more flexible lifestyle. When you think about what JB just said, you really want to consider what your lifestyle is going to be because that's going to help you to count the cost of, of creating and starting your business. Maybe you might need to continue along the entrepreneurial mm. path you know, to save up more money because you prefer to be slightly more comfortable. And there's nothing wrong with that. When you're thinking about creating your dream life, it's not about what you're doing so much as it is about why you're doing yeah. it, right? So when you think about why you're doing it, it's easy to count yeah, the cost. It's where, it's where it's taking so you, for right? Me, for, yeah. Exactly. For me, when I thought about, okay, am I really ready to be an entrepreneur? When I gave myself that option to make that choice, I didn't make that choice. Yeah. I said, I'm gonna stay in the entrepreneurial mm -hmm. path for as long as I can. But then the universe has a way of giving you what you need and kind of kicking you out that comfort zone. And for me, it was like, okay, now that I'm out here, what do I really want? What's the life I wanna live? And what's that gonna cost me? It might cost me you know, hanging out with my friends a lot. It might cost me some sleep. It might cost me staying up past my bedtime to do some things that need to be done because I'm passionate about my future. And that's what drives any person. You know what I mean? You really have to count those costs. What is your future worth to you? Mm. I don't know. You're, you're, you're speaking to it exactly. And I think that, you know, people might, mm, they might get confused when they hear costs. Because they, they might just equate it to money, mm -hmm. but that's not the case. It's everything that goes in it. What is it costing you? Because, you know, you and I know the, the word opportunity cost, meaning that if you are not doing the things that you're doing to align with that vision, like you said, it's not about right now. It's about where you're going. Um, there's a cost right. associated that in the back end of it, the other side of it. So, you know, if you're very passionate about what you want to do and you want to create this business and you... But you're, you're just like slowly moving at it. Know that that opportunity cost, that's revenue that you could be making later. That's, that's um, you know, income or success that's just being stumped a little bit within that growth. And, and so I think you gauge overall your entire access to capital in general, that being your time, your energy, research, creating, resourcing other people, and overall just stepping into that. And so I like what you're saying. It's like a means to an end. If you got to work a few jobs right. or one job or be entrepreneurial in a company to gain the experience to know more about that. I had a story recently of a success story of a guy that, you know, created his own woodworking company. However, to start, he, mm -hmm. he literally went and approached a like furniture maker in his town that was knowable and offered him the opportunity that if he just mentored under him for six months, free of cost, like, like literally free of cost, mm -hmm. but just shadow him, learn from him. Mm -hmm that he could create you know, a business for himself later. And he did. And so he right. looked at what he had, 
probably set up a bunch of uh, uh, expenses ahead of time, six months out, said, I got my bills covered. What can I do with this time? Right. His opportunity was, I need to go and learn more about that. And what do you do? He created a business. So it's whatever you need to make for it. I couldn't agree more. Like you're pointing out some key things. When counting your cost, you really need to see what your business is going to need to run Hmm. and sustain. And you need to have enough projection and vision to see that for at least three to five years. And like you said, JB, what is that really going to look like? Like really detail that uh, and look at your life and say, okay, what am I sacrificing? You know, am I going to have to work extra jobs to have extra money so that I can get out, get to my goal faster? Or like, what does that really look like over time? And your business is not just the entity that you're going to create. Your business is you. Because you're the one who has the energy to propel it, to sustain it, and to grow it. And so you really have to look at the big picture of what mm-hmm. it's going to take, what you need, what your business needs to run and sustain over the next three to five years. And so, guys, we've we've gone over so much in such a little mm. amount of time, but we really just wanted to step in and encourage you for the week and say, hey, it's time to start that business. But before you do, we want you to check in and ask yourself some things, right? What kind of business are you starting? And so we have some tips that we want to give you, some concrete tips that you can use and apply. And if any of these are working for you, leave us a comment, share this podcast and let us know, you know, how are you starting your business and what kind of business you're starting? Maybe we Absolutely. Can. Let's run down those lists one more time of those tips. I think I'll start off noting the difference. You know, what is your business going to look like? Is it a product or service? You'll share that, share these things in, in mm-hmm. the, the comments. It's, I have a product idea and that's, you know, and, and, and mind you, we want to in, encourage you to share and feel safe that you don't have to share all of the intricacies of it, but you can share your experience, right? Like, so First one, know the difference. Determine mm-hmm. whether your business idea is a product or service. And just in the comments, yeah, I want to do this product. It's a doodad that does magical things. Good, good share. And so that's tip number one. How about tip number two? Tip number two, study the industry, okay? You're about to enter a whole new world. And you definitely want to know where you're going, right? And how to get out yeah. if you need to. <laughs> so each industry, they really do have their own rules, guys. So Study the industry you're about to enter and know mm. the rules. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think tip number three, we touched on at the end, count the cost. What, do you, what is it going to take? What's it going to cost right. you? What's the capital you have to raise? Right. Who do you have to ask for some money? What job do you have to take? Figure it out, you know, because right. all of it's out there for the taking. Um, you just have to put a realistic conversation around it. So count the cost for sure. And we just... Love the fact that you are on this journey. We congratulate you. At the end of each episode, we just want to kind of give you a moment Mm. to celebrate. That's right. It sounds a little woo-woo, guys, but take a moment to say, hey, I just invested some time into my future and the things that I want to do are possible. So pat yourself on the back and let yourself know that you can do this. And so you're tuned in to exit your nine to five and we want you to join us every week. So go ahead and subscribe click that notification bell. I'm your host, T.G. McGregor. And I'm John Bailey. We hope you guys will tune in 
and share this with a friend because friends that make money together stay together don't grow together (laughs) thrive together all of the things for sure we'll see you next week Got the passion, made a plan to get the